Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hey guys, welcome to season seven of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. Seven seasons. Wow. Just so grateful every day for what God continues to do through this podcast by bringing amazing guests who are willing to share their stories for each and every one of you who continually show up once to twice a week to listen to these episodes and for sharing them with your people, and most of all to God for just opening doors that I never thought would be opened. I'm grateful each and every day, and so excited for you to hear the story of the person on the episode today. So, let's do this. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another week of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I am excited to talk to a new friend today. Uh, This is Trisha Zodi, and we met through the Spark Network um, that we're a part of for our podcast. So Trisha, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story today. Oh, Gina, thank you so much. It's such a privilege to be here with you and your listeners at Anchored by the Sword, which I love the name of your (laughs) podcast. It just, it has such great connotations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was We'll have to talk about the story later <laughs> that kind of came about. So it was really kind of definitely a God thing, but it always is mm. in this case. So um, tell me more about yourself. So um, I'm Trisha Zodi and I'm a speaker. I'm a life coach for Christian women mm-hmm. and I'm the host of another beautiful life podcast. Um, I've spent most of my life in women's ministry, teaching mm-hmm. Bible study and mentoring women, um, leading worship, volunteering, mm-hmm. and I had the privilege of staying home and raising my three beautiful children. Um, and now I am a widow, which leads us into the rest of my story and why I'm on your podcast today. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about it. Yeah. So Um, if we want to just dive in, I can give you a very concise version of the backstory, and then we can just kind of dig in wherever you want to and go Mm -hmm. from there. If you have any questions, you're welcome to stop me. Sometimes I'll just get on a rant and just start telling the story. So don't, don't feel like you can't interrupt me. You certainly can. And we'll, no, no, no problem. And, you know, I definitely want to talk about this because of how it changed you and, you know, how, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. I also Mm -hmm. want to talk about your personal your personal salvation story too a little bit oh beautiful yeah so so you want to start there um that's up yeah if you want to start there and then okay. that will lead to into everything else so I can start sure. with that, that question again and then we can go yeah. so so what's your story 
So uh, it's interesting. I have been a cradle Christian. That's what they call, right? Christians that were born. I think I was in the womb of Christian. You know, I was born into, <laughs> into the church. My, my dad was a deacon and a Bible study teacher. My mom sang in the choir and, you know, all, all those things grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saved at seven um, and lived a life of just abandonment to, to Jesus until I hit in in my teenage years. And I decided Mm -hmm. to test that. Right. And Mm kind of walked off on my own for a while. Um, all the while knowing that he was still my savior, but you know, I just had, uh, it was just wandering off. Fortunately, he's the God that goes and gets the one, the wanderer, right. He's the one that pursues the heart. So called me back to him. My husband and I got married, um, right out of college Mm -hmm. and, uh, started having children four years later. Um, we had an incident then, probably about 1996-97 and it really just brought us both back to the Lord mm-hmm. um and from there we've just been we had just been you know serving him and raising our children in mm-hmm. in the faith um so um I I tell you the story my story I also want to tell you my husband grew up in faith also he grew up though in a catholic church mm-hmm. um I grew up in a baptist church we got married in the methodist church right and started going <laughs> to that was that, that was the the middle ground mm-hmm. um and, and, um, and then, and then we ended up moving into a non-denominational church, but he was a man who, you know, he thought he was saved, um, until he had an encounter with the Holy spirit and he really got saved and it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, my, almost my entire, except for my youngest son, he was too young at the time. Um, we all got baptized baptized again together. It was so mm-hmm. beautiful, but he lived a life that he's pursuing the Lord, loved the Lord, trusted the Lord, um, giving his life over to the Lord. We both were, this is how we were, we're raising our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that, that kind of moves us into where, what happened, you know, going forward. So, okay. So here's a very concise version of that backstory. Um, mm-hmm. so we got married in, uh, 1988. Um, and in 2012, uh, my husband began experiencing debilitating back pain, uh, in his lower back and mm-hmm. it ran all the way down to his legs, um, affected, you know, even his, um, circulatory system. Um, but he had, he was in a position where he, it would, it would wane, it would come and go a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he got to a point where he literally had to lay down quite a bit of the day. Mm. Um, fortunately he owned his own business and he worked from home. So he was able to do that. He was still able to do work his business, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, but he couldn't sit for very long in his work chair and standing for a while, of course, was, uh, very, um, taxing mm-hmm. and tiring. So he would lay down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so in those five years between 2012 and 2017, he had had five major back surgeries. Wow. Um, and that included a laminectomy, um, fusions with cages placed in, and then, mm-hmm. oh, we need to go in and replace the cages. And then several more fusions all the way down to his sacrum. Wow. And then, and, and every, every surgery seemed to have left him worse off than before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was never any answer. In fact, after one surgery, um, the surgeon would say, well, we need to wait six months 
for the swelling to go down or the inflammation to subside. And then we'll know what we have, what we're working with. And if it was a success. And so we would wait for six months, holding our breath mm-hmm. and come to the end of that and realize that that surgery did not help. In fact, it, it exacerbated things. Mm-hmm. So then we would spend the next six months working on what's next. What is it? You know, we, he would go to physical therapy. He would do, you know, acupuncture. He would do all the things, whatever it was possible to do. He was doing it, stretching and that sort of thing. And then the doctor would say, oh, well, perhaps we could do this surgery and uh, can't guarantee that it'll work, but this might be what uh, would be next for you. Mm-hmm. So we did that for five years. And then in 2017, the neurosurgeon finally said to him, there is nothing more that we can do. And uh, told, told Brian that he would be on pain man- management from for the rest of his life from that point on. And at this point, he had lost so much uh, weight. It was just a super significant weight. And mm-hmm. when I met him, he was a, a bodybuilder. He was a, he had been a football player. He was just a very strong man. So he was mm-hmm. strong physically. He was strong mentally. He was a very smart man and he was um, also strong spiritually. Mm-hmm. So um, he somewhere in there, he lost himself and mm-hmm. he became hopeless. Mm-hmm. And in August of 2017, he took his life. Mm-hmm. So after his suicide, I found myself in despair and overwhelm and vulnerability and desperation because I had been with this man for 30 years. Um, He was my best friend. We had dreams and desires. We had plans for the future. We were talking about retirement. We had bought some property, thinking about building a home on it, thinking about having all of our children and their children, all of our grandchildren there. Where would, you know, the grandchildren sleep? Oh, this, we, you know, we'd put a playground over here for them. So we had all these plans for the future, uh, Mm -hmm. things that we wanted to do. Um, And in an instant, it was all gone. Mm -hmm. And so I, at that point, I had no idea how I would go on. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, there were days that I just didn't want to. And I had no idea if I were going to be here on this earth, how I was going to live with joy and peace and excitement again, live another beautiful life because I had a beautiful life with him. Now it wasn't perfect. Our marriage wasn't perfect. Things didn't, you know, everything still did the things like the break things broke down and, you know, we got into debt, got into debt, got out of debt. I mean, just all the things we did life, but it was still a beautiful life. Right. It was a life filled with love. Right. Mm-hmm. So here I was in the depths of that darkness and despair. Mm-hmm. And God whispered to me, Trisha, you can have another beautiful life. Mm-hmm. And it may not look like the life you hoped or dreamed the one that you planned It may not look like what you'd had in the last 30 years, but it can be beautiful and it can be good. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I said yes to having another beautiful life. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I could because he was reaching out his hand and he was Mm -hmm. offering to do that with me. I knew I couldn't do that on my own. So I knew that the only way I could do that was with his help. But Mm -hmm. I also knew at that moment that I could. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for being vulnerable and talking about that, because I know that a lot of people have dealt with that in one way, shape or form, or know someone that has dealt with that. And I just thank you for being honest about it. Um, How 
you say God um, brought you to a point where you decide where you were talking about another beautiful life. Mm-hmm. What has that consisted of? Well, so when he passed away, <clears throat> he, uh, like I said, he owned his own business, but it was a one man shop. I mean, his name was his business. And so mm-hmm. he was the business. And when he died, so did his business. Mm-hmm. So I had not been in the workforce for 25 plus years um, raising our kids and doing volunteer, um, things, that sort of thing. Um, and so when, when he was gone, I just, I kind of just freaked out. Like, what do I do now? I mean, my income, not only is my, the lover, my lover, my friend, my partner is gone, but so is my financial provisions. Mm -hmm. And, it was really a place to be able to begin to trust the Lord mm-hmm. um, in a way that I've never had to trust him before mm-hmm. to even see him differently. Like there, there's a possibility of actually intellectually knowing who God is and not mm-hmm. really truly knowing him, the Gnosko knowing right. um, that intimate, deep, intimate um, relationship type of knowing um, with God. And though I had had that before, I'd had that before his passing, it was even up-leveled if if that's even a possibility, but a deeper, deeper understanding of who he was Mm -hmm. and a deeper relationship with him um, even still. So where I thought there's just no way that there could be a deeper, there is, there's so much more Mm -hmm. in a relationship with him. And so it's interesting how I saw the Lord preparing me even for this moment, Gina, this Mm -hmm. is what's so crazy is you can look back and you go, wow, you know, if he had not taught me that then, then I, you know, I wouldn't be so equipped now. Uh And there were a couple of years before he passed away. Um, I had been in my quiet time. Um, just, there were some verses that are very special to me. And so I would just, um, say those scriptures in my mm-hmm. uh, quiet time. And one is, uh, Psalm 63 and I would start saying it and, and I would just, that would just be what I would do in the mornings. And one morning the Lord kind of stopped me at verse 63, three and said, Trisha, do you even know what that means? Mm-hmm. And six Psalm 63, three says, For your steadfast love is better than life because your steadfast love is better better than life. My lips will praise you. Mm -hmm. And literally the Lord was saying to me, Trisha, what do you consider life? Like, what would you put in that blank? Because your steadfast love is better than blank. My lips will praise you. But what do you define as life? What do you think is life? Uh And of course the time I'm like, well, it's, it's so wonderful. We get to, you know, buy this property and build this home and have plans for the future and all these dreams. And, um, life is so beautiful when we get to, uh, go on a vacation together and spend time Mm -hmm. together. And life is so beautiful when, uh, you know, we get to send our kids off to college and maybe buy them a car, you know, just like all these things about life is beautiful. had everything to do with the materialistic world. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, wow. Um, yeah, this is life to me. And now it's all gone. That's Mm -hmm. why I was so despondent when he passed away is because I knew that all the material things, Mm -hmm. all the things of the world is what was gone. And that's why I thought I don't have anything else to live for is because Mm -hmm. all those things were gone. And he was teaching me beforehand that his love and an intimate relationship with him was going to be better than anything else, anything Mm -hmm. that I could put in that blank. 
And so though he, because he had started teaching me when that happened and I felt like my whole world was, was lost because I didn't have all the things, couldn't do all the things was, you know, lost my income, was going to have to worry about my financial uh, situation at that point, you know, because everything in my life changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reminded when he said, you can have another beautiful life. And it was that that life was not about the things of this world. When he says, you know, don't put your treasures on the things of this world, put your treasure treasures in heaven, right. right? Store up your treasures in heaven is that, that it is a possibility that we can look at things and look at life through an internal perspective, Mm -hmm. a perspective where our relationship with him is preeminent to everything. Mm -hmm. And and that is where, when he becomes, when he actually asks you, and he does ask, I think he asks us um, along the way in our faith journey, because I remember him asking me years ago, probably 20 years ago, Trisha, if you lost everything, Mm -hmm. would I be enough? Mm -hmm. And I had to wrestle with him about that, but Mm -hmm. got to the point where, yes, you would be enough, but it wasn't, it's not until the rubber hits the road, right. Until our faith is truly tested when really things are kind of being stripped out from under you. Um, do you really find out what your faith is all about and what you Mm -hmm. truly believe? And again, I do believe with that scripture in particular, he prepared me when things started being stripped out from under me that I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I could still have a beautiful life because that life was rooted and grounded in his steadfast love. Mm -hmm. And that's all I needed. All I need is a relationship with him. Everything else is cherry on top. (laughs) I love that. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I, one thing I would do want to say is, and cause I talked to a lot of widows um, and, and also, uh, parents who've lost children, that sort of thing, you will never stop grieving. You will never stop grieving because grief means that you've loved someone and you've lost that love here. You've lost their presence here with you. That's what grieving is. Mourning is a different story. Mourning is the outward expression of grief. Mm-hmm. So mourning is the, the times where I go into the grocery store and I'm standing in the pyramid of lemons and I start crying, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mourning is when I'm yeah walking up and down the aisle of the grocery store and see a precious older couple holding hands, grocery shopping together. And I start crying. That's what mourning is, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I will always have grief. Mourning will just get less intense as I go. And mm-hmm. because I loved, I probably will mourn for the rest of my life as well, it'll just look different as I go. So my morning today, I'm four and a half years out. Um, my morning today looks very different. My grief is, is here, but the morning is not as intense. It's not as overwhelming. And I've also learned in this process. Um, one thing I, I kind of wanted to to talk a little bit about why Mm -hmm. and how I became a life coach Mm -hmm. was being able to, um, try to understand, it was very important for me to understand how this very strong physically, spiritually, and mentally, how this, how that man could be taken down. We have an innate desire for survival. That's Mm -hmm. our primitive brain. It is like scrapping to survive. If you see someone who's drowning, someone comes to help them. They will literally drown the other person in order to survive. Mm -hmm. So 
that is our, that's what we want to do innately is to survive. So I needed to understand cognitively, how could this man who I knew was so strong, literally override his innate sense of survival. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started diving into uh, trying to understand that. And when I did, I found neuroplasticity. Uh-huh. And that just means that the brain is able to change. It's able to wire and rewire all of our life. Mm-hmm. So when I'm under trying to understand that for him, also specifically for him, that chronic pain quite literally changes the makeup of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I got more curious about it, I, f- I found out that if, Hey, if, if this would apply to him and the messaging that he was listening and entertaining and hearing over and over and over again in his brain, perhaps it's the same for me. Mm-hmm. And these are the messages that I'm telling myself yeah. over and over and over again. And they're not serving me well, because right. it's not setting me up for the life that I love or that I would want to have right? Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I can't continue to tell myself, this is this, my life is over. I'm done. I have nothing to live for. Well, that's, that's basically what's going to play out, right? Because that's the message. So, um, I just, I started applying that to my life and, uh, I was already listening to a particular life coach, um, and her life coach school. And I, so I ended up going back for my certification as a life coach because I saw, an enormous difference on the ability to think certain things, certain messages in the brain and how that created, um, different results in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I started believing that when the Lord said, Trisha, you can have another beautiful life. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I started believing that message and looking for the evidence that that was true, then Uh I started seeing it all over my life. And the more I saw it and the more it uh, the more the evidence just reinforced that thought that I can have a more, uh, another beautiful life, the more, the more it happened, it was just like mm-hmm. progressive. So it's amazing. Our brain is so, it's so amazing that God has created it. So amazing. And, and it's supported by Romans 12 too, that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. And the reason the, the Lord wanted us to hear that message is number one, because he knew that we probably needed to. (laughs) And then two, that we absolutely could. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love to say is I just wish that Paul would have continued dot, 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 and find yourself a life coach that could help you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the thing. This is what I found out, Gina, is that we have our Christian values and beliefs, but we have all these things that we have experiences in our past where we've formulated particular perspectives, which, which, which with we see the, 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 the world, this is the Mm -hmm. lens with which we see the world. Mm -hmm. And, and so unfortunately, sometimes we have these beliefs and some of them are lie-based beliefs that we have been believing since we were sometimes a little girl, a little boy, and we just believe them to be so true because we've lived out of them for so long that today Mm -hmm. we don't, we just think they're fact when they're actually lies. And so as a life coach, and this is what I applied to my life is to be able to go back and understand what is it that's keeping me so, so frozen. What's keeping me from being able to move? What are the lies that I'm believing? Mm -hmm. And then just really unearth some things that happened, started 
since I was a child and I just believe them, you mm-hmm. know, to this, to this point. So being able to be free of that. In fact, this morning, I love that in Galatians, I was reading, uh, this morning and in Galatians five, you know, you are free, you are free yes. in Christ Jesus. Right. Yes. And, uh, and so he has come to set us free, but sometimes we need to take our biblical faith and we need to take brain science and we need to integrate them Yeah. in order to be free of those lies that have got us so entrapped and got us so frozen. So that's why I, you know, I'm just so excited about brain science. Now I don't have any, you know, I I have only my experience and what I've studied. I don't have any formal training, right. Or, uh, but it is fascinating and I've seen the results over and over again. So now as a life coach for Christian women, I'm watching these women come in and having had the same kind of transformation that I did, Mm -hmm. um, of course, their stories may be different, their issues, their, their situations, even their lives are different, but it doesn't matter. We're unearthing the lives. We're, mm-hmm. we're finding out if they're lie-based beliefs or do, are they beliefs that God, if Jesus was sitting right next to you, would he say the same thing? If we're looking through the That's word good. of God, is it those, are, are those based in the word of God? Because a lot of times we can intellectually believe that I'm worthy and I'm valuable, and that God created me Imago Dei in his image. And therefore I am valuable, but we live like we're not, uh-huh. we live like we're unworthy. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the intellectual part, the knowing part of the word of God has not literally gotten into our hearts, yeah. right? They have gotten deep into our souls. So uh, that's the work that we do as the work that I continue to do on myself every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing me to more and more freedom in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And it is so yeah. true because people want to try and separate science and faith when in fact, there is so much faith in science and science with faith. I mean, mm-hmm. especially with the brain, especially with the brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Well, the word talks about it's over and over again. The word says, be careful what you think, be careful yes. what you say, think yep. on these things, right? Yep. Um, there's life and death and the power of the tongue. So there's, there's a reason why the Lord has these messages in the word. He's trying to tell us, be careful of the messaging that you are entertaining in your brain. Right. Listen, those, those, if we entertain these these messages and they are quite literally changing permanently the way that our brain uh, patterns are going until mm-hmm. we decide to change them again. I mean, right. they, and, until we make an effort to make that pivot and make that change, they are permanently creating a reoccurring pattern in our life. The, these neural ruts, as I like to call them, um, that are negative and are not serving us. And we quite literally have to do something about it to make a pivot and create new neural ruts, new patterns of thinking so that our brains literally start going there instead of this negative way. But it's a practice and it's something that we have to do, but God has designed our brains to be able to do this. Right. That's the fascinating thing is why would you ignore this part if God has decided that you to create a brain that can be wired and rewired, mm-hmm. why would we ignore that? And why right. would we, why would we walk away or turn our face away from something that we quite literally have power over because mm-hmm. he's created us to have power over. And it's interesting. Our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions, which are three separate entities. So our will is not our mind. 
-hmm. Neither is our emotions, our mind, right? Or our emotions are not our will. The beautiful thing about our mind and our will being separate is that our mind is going to function like a machine and it's just going to do what it's going to do. And it right. likes patterns and it's going to continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. That's yeah. what our brain does. That science is scientifically proven. Okay. It's not just my opinion, but here we have this will that is driven by the Holy spirit. We have power in our will driven by the Holy spirit to be able to tell our brain what to do. So mm -hmm. if we don't like what our brain is telling us, if we don't like the messaging we're hearing, we literally have the power to tell it. Thank you so much for doing your job, but I don't want that message today. I'd like to entertain this other message. Can we get working on this? Right. Mm -hmm. And your brain quite literally goes, Oh, great. Is, is the minute your brain is offered new information, mm -hmm. new understanding, it quite literally makes a pivot and starts considering the new things. The problem mm -hmm. is we don't even have our brain. We just think my life is over. This is horrible. My life is dull. Everybody gets to do the things and I don't get to do the things anymore. Everybody's living life and I'm not living life. We just mm -hmm. continue to tell ourselves that instead of saying, interrupting that and saying, no, I don't want to think that way any longer. And you literally can do something about it. You have the power to make the change. And God has given you that power to make the change. We just have to know that we can do it and that we should, and he wants us to be ye transformed. Mm -hmm. That is so great. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think because, <laughs> well, you got me and that happens frequently, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. I just think, uh, I just think of like, I'm thinking about the patterns of my own life and my own mm -hmm. thinking while you're talking about that. So when you have somebody who comes to you and has all the negative thoughts, the negative patterns, the negative, all that. How do you, how do you start them going through and yeah. developing the new patterns? Yeah. So, um, this is, this is what I do with my clients because this is what I did for me. I came to understand the power of the brain and how things, um, we, we think how the things that we think are creating how we experience our life. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So every thought, this is what I'll explore with all of my, with all of my clients, they'll come in with a circumstance. And of course, then again, they think they're, they're telling me this whole story about their circumstance and they're telling me opinions as if they're facts, mm -hmm. right? Like my ex-husband is a monster, right? They they're telling me like that, like that's a fact. And, and that's actually an opinion, but they've convinced mm -hmm. themselves that it literally is a fact. So we kind of yeah. separate facts from, from opinions. And we realize that those are just thoughts. And we know that every thought produces a feeling. Uh -huh. Okay. So if I thought my ex-husband is a monster, then my feeling is irritation, rage, um, annoyance, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so every, every, uh, every, thought produces a feeling and out of every feeling we act or don't act certain ways mm -hmm. based on those feelings. Right? right. And so those actions then produce results in our lives. So if I'm irritated or angry, then I am with an ex-husband who's a monster, then maybe my actions are, 
I am short. I with you know in my conversation, I uh, I yell or scream or um, I'm demanding. I'm selfish. All these things because I'm thinking my ex husband is a is a, uh, a monster. So then the results are well for me quite literally. I'm acting like a monster. <laughs> That's crazy, uh-huh. right? Now yeah. I'm thinking he's a monster, but my 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 thoughts are creating feelings that give me actions of of you know one who's could be considered a monster. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, and, and then I'm all stirred up. There's no peace. There's no contentment in my life. So in essence, our thoughts create how we experience our lives. And so mm-hmm. thoughts are powerful. So we go through that whole process to be able to see, isn't, are you are noticing that your thought is being re- reinforced by your actions, right? Mm-hmm. Every time life is, you know, and then, so what, what we do after that on a biblical basis is we go back and we find out what are your beliefs? Mm-hmm. What are your beliefs that are fueling thoughts about your ex-husband being a, a monster? Mm-hmm. And that might be, <clears throat> and that might be ex-husband must act like ABC or mm-hmm. he must do one, two, three, or he must not do, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we discover what truly is, what is a, a universal truth? What is a biblical truth? right? What is a general truth? We, uh, we just get to the truth mm-hmm. and sometimes, and then sometimes it's just like, we might look back and see how long have we been living that? How long right. have we been believing, you know, that people should act this way kind of thing? Well, we might realize that we have a control issue behind uh-huh. that means that I, he's such and such must act a certain way. I, they have to act this way. Yeah. To please me and to make me happy. Well, how long have you been believing that? Well, hmm, let's see all my life. So I've been doing this to all my relationships, all my friends. I've been controlling everyone, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you controlling? Well, I felt out of control when I was this age, right? Yeah. This, this happened. Now we understand that we have our inner child that is protecting. And in order to protect us from ever having to feel those old feelings, those negative feelings again, um, they have to keep us, you know, it's, it's the message that if you can just control your environment, you will never have to feel that way again, which right. is a lie. That is absolutely a lie. So we get down to where is the light? Where's it originated? Where's it rooted? We root it out. We, then we talk about the word of God, what the word of God says. And then we work on that belief system so that Uh we have a new thought, right? We have the same circumstance, you know, ex-husband, ex-husband wants kids for mother's day weekend. Right. Uh So, and then we think, oh, he's a monster. How could he, how could he even want something like that? So now we've got a new (laughs) belief system. Now we've got a new thought Uh and out of those new thoughts, it's going to produce um, different results in our lives and the way that we experience our life. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the process um, that we go through. And here's the thing you think, oh, well, that's easy. I'll just do that. Einstein said, we have a problem when we believe that the same brain that got us into this, this issue, this problem is the same brain that we're using to try to get ourselves out of it. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that you believe what you believe so strongly because it's been a message that's been running in your head and you just believe it's fact. Sometimes it takes someone who is uh, just objective to be able to kind of high level look in and 
and be able to pick through your brain a little bit to open up awareness and make mm-hmm. you see what you're not seeing. Because mm-hmm. literally, if you were if you were able to see what you were creating, you would you would change that already, right? Yeah. You would, or if you were trying to lose weight and you couldn't, and you couldn't figure out why, um, if you already knew why, if you already knew how to do it, you would have already done it. The problem right. is, is that you can't see the block. And that's what a life coach does is kind of digs through your brain and finds that block. Mm -hmm. I think you just hit me right on the, when you just (laughs) said that last sentence, like I'm Mm -hmm. deleting this part, but like when you were talking about losing weight and can't figure out why, like what the block is. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm dealing with because there is, there's, I'm, I'm in counseling right now. So, you know, going through the blocks in my own head and looking at my situations from the outside perspective. So, you know, going through all that. So, yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's a thing. And you're not the only one, Gina. Everyone has blocks somewhere in their life. And, but the, it is affecting every area of your life. And so I'm I'm thrilled that you're in, in therapy right now, counseling, because once you start to make that shift in one area of your life, you will see it in every area of Mm -hmm. your life. It'll see it. You'll see it. If it's in your relationship with your spouse or with your kids, or even with yourself, then you Mm -hmm. will, if you make that shift within yourself, you will see it play out in beautiful places like weight loss right? Your determination, your calendar, sticking to a schedule, being able to get things done. Everything will start falling into place. If you continue that work, it's so good. I'm so glad you're doing that. Thank you. Thank you. And I am so appreciative for you coming on, sharing your story, sharing, um, your knowledge, all of that. Um, just have two final questions for you. Um, where can people find you to hook up with you if they're interested in being, you know, having a life coach or your podcast or any of that stuff? Well, I have a one-stop shop. It's my <laughs> website. My website is Trisha Zodi, T-R-I-C-I-A-Z-O-D-Y.com. Mm-hmm. And there you can find, uh, my podcast is on there. I also have podcast transcripts. So if you don't want to listen, you can actually read, uh-huh. um, And I have a, oh, and I've just started um, offering a podcast guide. So for every episode that comes out, I will have a guide that goes with it. So you could, if you wanted to do some personal um, exploration, you would execute that on a personal level. You can get that for free. Um, And so you can sign up for that on my website as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then you could also have not just the one that you're, you're looking for, but you can have the entire library. So I've got right now I've got one through 21 and then, mm-hmm. so of season one up and then number 81 and 82 up, you're mm-hmm. welcome to go and grab those. Um, and it's a continual growing of that library. So I'm, I'm still working on, uh, doing the other guides. So that's, that, that's for free for anybody who wants it. Um, but I do have information on there about working with me, um, as a life coach, mm-hmm. a little bit more about me and a little bit more about my story is on there. Um, and then how to contact me. So yeah, um, you can get, you can also find my, my podcast everywhere, you know, Spotify, uh, Apple, um, <laughs> iTunes podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts like anchored by the on the sword yeah (laughs) thank you so much Mm -hmm. and now the last two questions (laughs) okay so you talked about um what was it psalm 63 um Mm -hmm. how that one really spoke to you what other verses kept you anchored during everything that you went through well 
very early on, the Lord uh, brought me to first Peter four, two, that says, so live for the rest of your life in this flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. Mm. And I knew that if I just had that as my focus, if I just put him, it, it, and it reminded me another of another scripture that was my favorite, Matthew six thirty three that says, mm-hmm. seek first the kingdom, kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added into you. So it's mm-hmm. like everything that you need, even the things that you want, all these things are going to all fall into place. If you would just seek first the kingdom of God, right. if you would put him as your focus first, mm-hmm. um, then give him the first fruits of your day, of your life, of right, even your finances. If you seek him first, everything else is going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with this first first Peter 4 2 verse is that if I'm still here on this earth, I want to no longer live for my human passions. And what that means is fill in that blank that for your steadfast love is better than human passions, right? Go ahead and right. fill in that blank. So yeah. um whatever life is to me is human passions. And I don't want to live that way any longer. I don't want to live for human passions. One, they are fleeting. As you could tell with my husband, they were here one minute and gone with the next, right? Mm -hmm. So they are fleeting. But the one thing that is not fleeting is the word of God, his love for us and my spirit. Mm -hmm. This is what these things are eternal, right? So If, if that's my focus all the time, if I'm looking at things from an eternal perspective, then, and living for the will of God, while I'm in this flesh, then I know I, t- I can have another beautiful life. Mm-hmm. I will add those verses onto the show notes, along with how people can reach you. Beautiful. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on today. Any final thoughts of encouragement for my yeah. listeners? Yeah. I, especially if someone's listening and you have a loved one that has died by suicide. I, first, I, I just want to, um, just, there's so much, um, there's such complicated grief with that. I want to encourage you to give yourself grace Mm -hmm. and the space to heal. Um, there's so many questions, um, because it is complicated. Um, there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. Um, Mm -hmm. whether that be that you put on yourself or sometimes questions from others that, uh, seem like they think it, they're nice questions, but, uh, they're, they really feel more like accusations to you. Mm -hmm. I just want you to get, I, I want you to get to a place where you understand that, um, there's hope for you and there is, um, there's shame and there's no guilt in that there's so much to understand about the brain when it comes to suicide. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you that it's not your fault. There is nothing that you could have done to have stopped it. You just mm-hmm. couldn't have. There's so many things biblically that tell us that God knows our first day and he knows our last every day is num- is numbered in his book. It's written in his book. Right. Um, there is an element of sovereignty of his solemn sovereignty and our free will that collides that we don't even understand, but it does. And it's actually perfect and good in his, in his sight. So there, there needs to be, I had personally had a crisis of faith where I had to like knock down everything that I believed and have it had him rebuild it rightly. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage you to do that. Like, explore 
all of you, ask God, all of your questions, tell him your mat, whatever it is, he, he can handle it. He's a big yeah. God, but that goes along with any, for anyone who is, um, looking for any kind of hope in the world, whether you've lost a loved one or you've lost a job or you've lost, you know, uh, you're, you're now divorced or, you know, whatever it is, um, all the things that happen in life that leave us wondering what the heck, what, what now Lord. Right. right. So, you know, these are the things that God, God is able to do something about. Don't walk away from the one that is actually able to help you, has all the resources mm -hmm. to ha help you have another beautiful life. Don't walk away from him. He is your source and your refuge. Amen to all of that. Thank you again so much, Trisha. And Thank you, Gina. Absolutely. And I'll talk to you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I pray that you are leaving not only inspired and encouraged, but also challenged through the story of the person who was on. If you enjoyed today's podcast, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Leave a five-star review and rating so that other people can find this podcast. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, and let's continue to share the true freedom that God brings. I love each and every one of you. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.